here we are. I am, um, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be a little bit tipsy for this episode. God help us all. I've, I I don't know if I told you this, but I started drinking Conor McGregor's whiskey. You did tell me this. I, I feel like you've told me this like 10 times, but it's okay. I can't, I'm telling you, I'm losing it. I'm like a drunk. I don't know what you expect from me, but. Um, That's what happens when you stay with your family for months. I know. Exactly. I know. I'm like, I'm starting to lose it. But no, it's pretty good. Um, And it's so good that I've almost cleared an entire bottle in like eight days. So I don't know like at what point we call the Betty Ford Center, but I think we're getting close. We're getting close. We are. Um, And then I also, I like my young, I'm obviously at my family home and my youngest sister who's, God, how old is she now? 14, 15, she's like very into her hair. And so she's teaching me how to like heal my curls. It's like Jesus. She's like the Jesus of curls is what my sister wow. is. Look at she's that. saving me. And so I've been like doing all this stuff. And I do, I have like this, I, uh, we've surpassed Puerto Rican. Like now it's like, I would describe it almost as like Venezuelan hair. Um, wow. Yeah. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I was watching a documentary on Colombian hookers and drug dealers the other day. And there was a girl that came over from Venezuela to work at a sex club. And she had incredible, like, big curly hair. And I feel like between, like, my hair and my snakeskin dress, I'm, like, channeling her vibe right now. So, yeah. They could use you for the, the Scarface reboot. Oh my god, I would yes, exactly. Yes, Venezuelan hooker is my current aesthetic, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, by the way, I ordered my webcam the other day. Nice. Or, yeah, yeah, I had my mother order it, God help us all. And she cuz I want to start interviewing, you know, for the 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 UFC stuff, I want to start interviewing fighters and also comics for this show. So I needed a legit webcam. Um, but I'm sure when everybody finds that out, they think it's going to be like the precursor to some type of like, you know, adult only show, which it's not. (laughs) A hundred nerds are crossing their fingers right now. Only fans, only fans, only fans. Meanwhile, my poor parents, I had to like, they're like, what do you need a webcam for? I'm like, it's I just, so I can interview people. Like everybody calm down. I'm not doing anything indecent. (laughs) I mean... Honestly, I mean, I know I put myself out there in a certain way, but like when people say stuff like that to me, I'm like, do you realize I don't even allow people to wear their shoes in my apartment? Like you think I'm just letting anybody in my vagina, like it's like the magic kingdom, like all are welcome. It's a happy place. No, I mean, come on. That's not you're, you're, you're a shoes off person. Uh, in you mean like when people come to my house? Yeah. Well, yeah, especially because in L.A., where it never rains, like, the streets are so disgusting and dirty. So dirty. So dirty. I don't want people bringing that. Listen, when I babysat your chihuahua, I used to wipe his feet every time he came in my house. (laughs) Yeah, which he was not happy about. But I'm like, listen, dude, like, we need to keep, this is like a spotless house, okay? I don't want, like, Yeah, I I respect it. I grew up in a family that did no shoes. Yeah. Uh, But my way of rebelling is to do shoes. To do shoes in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. I grew up in a house where, like, we couldn't wear shoes on the second floor. Like, that was against the rules. Like, shoes on the first floor was okay, but shoes up where we sleep was, like, no bueno. That's a good compromise. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the whole thing. But, um. by the way, I totally forgot to tell you this, but today I had to take a two-hour sexual harassment course for work. 
Whoa. Which was like, they also like, they hoodwinked me. They said it was supposed to be 60 minutes. And then halfway through the video, they're like, you've been specifically chosen by your employer to do this twice through. And I was like, okay, what are they trying to tell me here? Like, why do I have to take this a second time? But I did. My course was two hours. And you've been I, grabbing some of the interns' asses? No. I mean, no, I'm like, yeah, no, I would never do that. But I definitely say inappropriate things in the workplace. I mean, somebody's got to spice it up, you know? Like, somebody's got to make it fun. That's how I look at it. Like, I don't. I'm not trying to make anybody uncomfortable. I'm just trying to bring some pizzazz to the to the atmosphere. Do you feel so, like you are bringing pizzazz to the atmosphere? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, hello. Come on. You know me. But I'm like such agree. a – I basically like for me, I feel like we're not working right now. But like I am to my staff Stifler's mom. Because I'm like sexual and I wear tight dresses and I, you know, high heels around the office. But then I also, you know, like I make sure everybody's fed. I try to make the office look nice. Like I'm like, you know, making sure everybody's taken care of. So there's like this weird dichotomy of being like Martha Stewart and then Stifler's mom. So I could see that. Yeah, that's very Mm -hmm. much who I am. Um, but yeah, so I had to take this sexual harassment course at my current company. It's like, you know, like obviously we want everybody to feel comfortable, um, but it's like a startup. So it's you know, like, we kind of like, you know, you also sort of make your own rules in a way. But before I was at, um, influential, I was, I don't know if I can say that on camera. Oh, well, um, I was at SNY Sportsnet New York, which is like a child company of NBC universal. So there, it's corporate. So it's like there's a ton of rules. And Mm. I would break um, as many as I could when I was there. Smart. Yep. I was the newsroom coordinator at Sportsnet New York. And I can't tell you how many times my boss, Brad, would call me in and be like, what were you thinking? Like, (laughs) because you know what, what would happen was every day... I would have to send out the daily memo, like company-wide. It was like a production memo, right? And yeah. I took it upon myself to make it a little more exciting. So I would always, either we would do like trivia or I would do like a news story or like a funny joke, um, you know, in the memo. And I would say probably about, you know, two dozen times my funny story got me in trouble. And, you know... <laughs> Got me, got well, me my boss. They have office. they have the same conversations with Keith Hernandez, so don't worry. Oh my God, yeah, I was there for that too. Yeah, I mean, if I were on air, I mean, I would have made Keith Hernandez look like a cakewalk, honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like people were upset. I think one time he said like something about. I think I could say this now since I don't work there. He's it was like in the Daily News. He said or the the New York Post. He said something about like it's someone's tits being lit. And everybody was like, they were all up in arms. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? Because I would say that like in the break room, like, I don't give a shit. Like, please, mm. if they ever had me mic'd up all the time, like the amount of lawsuits we would have racked up because of me, it's a disaster. But I don't know. Like, that's why I, I, like, I have to be a comic and I don't belong in corporate because I could never exist in that kind of atmosphere. You know, like I need to have mm-hmm. fun and I, I want other people to have fun and I don't play by the rules. I mean, I think by now we, we know that. So. I'm the opposite. I yeah. am strict, Oh, you're, you I'm said the other day you're a Boy Scout. Yeah. Yeah, I am. 100%. Not, not quite a, a whistleblower. If you want to have fun, I'll let you have your fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to be reserved. That's just me. 
Well, you're not a rule breaker. No. I am a rule breaker. Like I want to. Well, say- I mean, I mean, I mean, I I have you know stolen a Twix bar from a <laughs> from like a Walmart. You know, I do. I had smoked weed in New York, where it's very illegal in New York for some reason. You know, shit like that. Oh my god, you remind me of the guy from Dazed and Confused, who's like. Like, who's like, we need to have a good, worthwhile, visceral experience when we're in high school. Like, you remind me of that guy. Like, I feel like. Or is <laughs> oh, and then like... there was a whole, uh, the whole jumping the turnstile incident at, uh, in, in, the, in the train system in, in L.A. Oh, that, that I forgot. Yeah, you bucked the system. I remember that. Yeah, you tried to not pay for a train ticket, which, again, is sort of like low-level crime. But uh, Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, it not just good. once. I, I was doing it on a, on a daily basis, and they finally caught me. Well, yeah, I mean, fuck them, dude. They got more money than God, the city of L.A. Like, how dare yeah, they? Yeah, they don't need my $2. Push down, yeah, on the citizens. Like, as if we don't have enough going on, honestly. Um, <laughs> I remember, like, are you an Entourage fan? Yeah, yeah. It didn't want to be for a long time. Grew up with it being kind of the douchey show. Right. Uh, then I gave it a watch, and I fell in love. I've probably watched this, the show full, like, three times. I see. I didn't even know that about you. It's funny you say that because I'm the same way. Like I was a reluctant fan. Like I'm like, oh, this is like, like you said, it was so douchey. It's like frat mm-hmm. bro. I don't want to play into this. And then when I moved out to LA, my friend was like, you have to watch Entourage. So I'm like, okay. So I watched. Oh, it took it. you that long. Wow. I know. So I watched it though, and now I'm like a huge fan. And I like I love Ari, which again, like talking about like sexual harassment. Like I'm obsessed with Ari Gold. And there's, I mean, he has so many good scenes and lines, but there's like this one where like, you know, there's like an emergency and he calls Lloyd and he wants Lloyd to do something. And Lloyd's like, but who's going to man the phones, Ari? And he's like, fuck the phones, Lloyd, unless Carmen Electra calls for an emergency titty fuck, don't answer. And I used to think about that line when like the phones were going crazy at SNY at the assignment mm-hmm. desk and like with the PAs and the interns. And, you know, I would normally I would just think about it and just kind of like laugh in my head and like let it go. And then I remember like one time I was walking by, the phones were going crazy. And I said out loud at SNY, fuck the phones unless Carmen Electra calls for an emergency titty fuck, don't answer. And I like couldn't even believe that I said it once it came out of my mouth. It was too late. You can't push the words back in. But one time I let it fly. I forget who was even there that heard it, but people heard it. And I was like, it is what it is. So <laughs> whatever. Um, I think they miss me. I'm not really sure. I mean, like Legal and HR probably don't miss me. But I think the rest of the people at SNY miss me a little bit. The, the guys certainly do. Probably, yes. Yes, I would mm-hmm. say that that was my, um, similar to my uh, my Instagram following, I, I tend to be a bigger hit with the men than I do mm-hmm. the women. Um, but that was like, don't take it personally. I think any, any like sexualized comedian has a hard time with the lady audience. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I think. Yeah. Well, I think it just takes them a while to like warm up to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like I very recently had like a, like a friend of mine from high school unfollow me on Instagram and it was somebody that I liked and I was like devastated by it. So I texted his friend and I'm like, you know, why the hell did, I won't say his name, you know, why the hell did so-and-so unfollow me? Like, was it something, because I don't know I do controversial things. So I was like, was it something mm-hmm. I said or did? And he was like, no, but it's probably the new girlfriend. 
And I often fall victim to that. Like when guy friends of mine or ex, you know, flings or boyfriends of mine get a girlfriend, I am like the first person to be booted out of the social media following. (laughs) Well, that's not a good friend, first of all. And second of all, you shouldn't give a shit about this person. Move on, Brie. This is a, you're on to bigger and better things. You can't be caring about this type of stuff. It's not, it's not like I was like, oh my God, like, it's like I'm losing sleep. I was just more like, oh my God, like I like this person. Like why did they leave? But then I mm-hmm. found out the girlfriend and I was like, oh, that's understandable. Like because they well, don't know me. guy, it's called the mute button. You don't need to unfollow someone. Just throw on the mute button. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it was, it was still hard though. Like I was like, oh, I hate when I lose a friend like that. Um, but yeah, I recently discovered that like my like ex-boyfriend blocked me on LinkedIn I'm like, what did they think was going to happen on there? Like, I was, like, sending him nudes on, like, LinkedIn email. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you could block people on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the hell? I mean, and again, like, I wouldn't, I don't contact people who are in relationships. So I don't know why I was, like, excommunicated from the uh, the LinkedIn following. But, um, sorry, my Venezuelan hair is, like, getting out of control and it's, like, distracting me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, a whole a whole thing um yeah man i miss s and y um no you don't come on no i do and because you know what it was like i didn't really appreciate this at the time but it was like a very there were obviously like it's sports news so there was like more men than women there and i get along well with my bros so i miss them Mm. i had fun at that job like i i really did i had a lot of fun at that job I worked with a lot of fun people. I also get this. Like, this is like wet, hot American summer. I helped run the intern program there. I was a molder of young minds. Can you imagine? So so why did you leave or why did they let you go? They didn't let me go. I, I left voluntarily because I moved to California. I left SNY to take a job in L.A. Um, mm. because I wanted to move there. Uh, but yeah, like looking back, I'm like, I can't even believe they let me be in charge of like the intern program. Imagine like me being like, like you walk in and like, I'm supposed to be like your beacon, like your guiding light in your career of like <laughs> journalism. What? No. So, uh, but I was, and, uh, some of them, I keep in touch with some of them and they're doing really well. I'm very proud of them, but that's where like my mother hen like, my mother hen, like, what's the word for it? Like, I was saying before, like, Stifler's mom, like, Martha Stewart. That's where, like, my mother hen, like, uh, like trait sort of shines, you know? Because it's, like, I'm sort mm. of, like, inappropriate and crazy, but then I'm also very, like, protective, and I want the best for Absolutely. them. Absolutely, yeah. So I think if you asked most of them, they would say they had, like, a pleasant experience with me. Um, like when they would first get there and we would do orientation, like I would kind of act like a hard ass. Like I'd be like, we have a schedule and you need to do X, Y, Z. And you, and then like, you know, meanwhile, they'd be like, Hey, can I get off this weekend? I'd be like, sure. Like live your life. Like enjoy your youth. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. I was terrible. I was not a good rule enforcer, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I was, I, cause I was once a, a manager of a restaurant called Planet Wings <laughs> in New York and I, I gotta say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great boss. I'm, I'm fair yet stern. Yeah, I could see you being like a good. We also Planet Wings. I feel like that's made up. I feel like that's like the uh, like Pizza Planet from Toy Story. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> it's a real place. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a New York chain, and we sold wings, <laughs> wings and burgers and, and cheesesteaks, and uh, yeah, I was the manager there for five years. That's amazing. I don't um. 
yeah, I'm like, I probably wouldn't be a good, like I yell at my parents for not being like more stern with my siblings or being a disciplinarian. But in reality, when I have kids, like I have to marry a tough husband because I know I won't be tough. Like, because mm-hmm. I like to be loved, you know, and I want to be like the, I want to be like the cool mom, like from, uh, from Mean Girls. Remember the mom with the great rack? Amy Poehler, yeah. That's who I want to be. Um, I would never let anybody get hurt on my watch, but also it's like, have fun, enjoy yourself. But yeah, man, those were the days. I'm trying to think if there were any other times that I've been like uh, responsible for, well, you know, I was a nanny, right? No. Yep. See, there's, these are the parts of Brie, the Brie Hunter persona that people don't know. I was a nanny my freshman year of college. And I, yeah, I was babysitting and I was like, I would go to class in the morning and then I would, at 2.30, I would go pick the kids up and I would be with them until like 10.30 at night. And I loved it. I loved those kids. I loved the job. I liked taking care of them in the household. So I feel like those are the did things. You, did you stay with the family? What do you, no, no, no. I, they like lived close. They lived close to my parents, so I didn't like stay overnight. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. By the way, I, when, when I'm rich and have a family, it's gonna happen. I'm definitely getting a uh, foreign au pair. Why and, not? Yeah. <laughs> you say hot? She has to be hot. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean that. Like, I would never allow that in my home. <laughs> I it's want more her- of a class thing. Classy rich people don't have ugly people in the house. You know that. You know, so no, of course I, not, I would never cheat on my true. wife. A smart, a smart, rich wife, and my friend Candace would tell you, will get the ugliest nanny that money could buy. You think I'm going to tempt my husband like that? I would never. Are you kidding? No, I want her to it's look. It's to tempt like- my clients. The people that come over, they, they'll be looking at her. I, I would have no part of it, of course. Well, you see, you I trust because I know you're a loyal person, but like whatever sh- like loser I marry, I don't trust. So I'm gonna have to get like some <laughs> very unattractive nanny. I would never. Oh my god, no, please! Like that's like such a fantasy. The hot nanny, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, that's like the side of me that people probably don't know that I'm like low key. Like I want to be like you know like Holly homemaker, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. I don't know how I'm gonna balance that with my career. But I do. Like, I want to be, like, the mom at the PTA meetings. Like, I want to, like, bake bullshit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can do both. People do it. You know, yeah. you just you got to be up for it. It's a, it's a lot of time management. Oh, I'm up for it. I'm mm-hmm. up for it. Um, so, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I feel like... like I feel you ever seen like, Knives Out, by the way? No, I haven't. I know... Do, I, you, know, do you know Anna de Armas? I do. Yeah, she's dating uh, Ben Affleck. Beautiful. She's, she's the nanny. She's the nanny in uh, in Knives Out, and that would be ideal when I am rich and have a family. Oh hell no, bitch! I would never allow that in my home. I mean, I could see how a man would want that, but I would never like. I would never. Like I said, it's a class thing. It is. It's a class thing, but again, like, why would you tempt? And I, I almost couldn't even blame. My husband or a guy, like you're gonna put some like hot piece of ass like living in your home, like taking care of your kids. He's almost like biologically wired to want to bone them. No, that's no excuse. That is no excuse. I would never put that kind of temptation in front of my. Listen, that's like hiring a hot pool boy. 
if my husband hired like, you know, like some like attractive, you know, like MMA fighter pool boy, you don't think there's going to be some problems there? Like, oh, there would be some problems. Let me tell you. I don't want to wake up every morning to Angela Lansbury. Okay. Nothing wrong with that beautiful lady, but not in my house. I just like, I almost like choked on my whiskey. Um, (laughs) No, that's exactly what I want. I want like, remember the lady from Two and a Half Men? Oh, yes. That's who I want as, like, my nanny. Rest in peace, by the way. I believe she, she passed this year. Well, oh, did she? What a sin. Yeah, but yeah. also, like, it's also about my kids. Like, like when I think of, like, a nanny for my kids, like, I think that they want some, like, overweight, like, big-bossomed woman who can, like, who cooks really well and can, like, take them in their arms and, like, nestle them in their boobies. Like. <laughs> no, they want a, they want a Snow White-esque uh, t- you know, caretaker. They don't. They don't want well, two and a half men, lady. No, no kid wants that. Listen, they'll get all the Disney princess they want from their mother. Okay, I have news for you. Like, if they, mm. I'm gonna train them to be like, who's the fairest one of them all, mommy? Like, that's because I'm a narcissist. So that's no, what I'm, I'm gonna. gonna I'm gonna kids. find a wife that's very cold and distant to my kids. Well, listen, dude. To e- to <laughs> each his own. Okay, like, <laughs> and I feel like that's like a good place to end it at like to each his own al is gonna hire a hot nanny i don't know how his future wife is gonna feel about that i am going to hire the most butch woman on the planet that i can find um because i don't play that game um and i know that my friend candace would agree with me we talked we've talked about this before mm-hmm. um but yeah is there any parting words you want to say to the audience besides your your preference in nannies um we've been getting a lot of uh views and listens recently so if you are uh watching make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell and and keep watching keep liking it really helps yes absolutely our last episode did really well and i like to mention this too that um youtube is fairly anonymous so if for whatever reason kind of like instagram if you don't want to be seen or you're worried about being seen liking the show on YouTube, we have no idea who likes the show. So mm-hmm. you could do it anonymously. You can get an alias and like and subscribe to us, and we would have no idea, and nobody else would have any idea of who you were. So if for whatever reason you're like a secret fan of Brie Hunter is fucked, um, you know, you could still like and subscribe, and nobody would know the difference. Yeah, you don't want your girl uh, seeing that you're liking Brie's videos. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool with yeah. us. We get it. We get it. Um, so it's fine, but yes, please like and subscribe and comment if you're so bold, but until next time, guys, um, Al and I and the twins send you love. We hope you stay healthy and we hope that you don't hire a hot nanny. Do what's right for your marriage and hire somebody who's unattractive. But yeah, until next time, guys. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.